This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. So we've heard from um, the opposition on the situation with um, children and young adults in care in our province dying at alarming rates. Uh, now we'll hear from the province uh, in response. Rebecca Schultz, the Minister of Children's Services and MLA for Calgary Shaw joins us. Uh, Minister, thank you so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate you joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I think we all agree these are, these are alarming numbers. Uh, we're at uh, over 30 already so far this year. We're still a number of years to go, uh, months left to go. Um, highest we've seen in a long time. Very concerning, mm-hmm. right? You know, I would agree. And so a number of weeks ago, I think it was uh, a month ago now, I wrote to my deputy minister in the ministry uh, and really expressed my concern about this uh, and asked for an additional review to be done so that if there are policy changes we need to make um, or anything we can learn from from what's happening um, to better support children and youth, uh, we need to make those changes. And so this is this is definitely concerning and it is really truly heartbreaking any time um, there is a loss of a child, but especially a child who has either been in the child intervention system or or is currently in the system. And so this is heartbreaking and my heart goes out to to their families and and all of those adults and and support systems that support these young people. Um, But I but I do think this is quite serious. And and like I said, I spoke to my deputy minister, but I also reached out to the child and youth advocate to see, um, you know, if if there are any trends or patterns or or explanations at this point. And obviously, um, we are still waiting for information on that. Um, But of course, as that information comes forward, we will we will absolutely take action where needed. Minister, give me some clarity, because as you say, um, this has already been studied. Um, back in 2018, I believe, there was the report that was done, because the deaths reached alarming numbers back then, and a re- committee was struck, and a report mm-hmm. was issued with recommendations. Where are we on those recommendations? Mm-hmm. How many have been implemented so far? All of those impl- all of those recommendations are either implemented or underway, it, with the exception of one, which is around gathering kind of long-term data, um, but that is uh, that will be underway um, in this year's update, and all of that is is posted online as well. Um, the movement that we're making on each of those recommendations, and you know, when you talk about the panel that was struck, I think the reason why I mean, part of the reason why that panel was struck was obviously there wasn't a lot of transparency in the system at the time, and cases were coming up, and and there wasn't really that insight into what was happening. And so, one of the really positive things that has come out of that panel is not only the recommendations, but but also the processes and all of the reviews that are now in place so that um, not only is government, um, you know, held accountable when it comes to the laws and the policies and the, the practice when it comes to casework to keep kids safe and supported, um, but, you know, this, this is also for the public to see. And so I think that level of transparency is really important. And in fact, um, you know, in, in addition to the reviews that are done by the ministry, uh, as well as the regions, as well as the child and youth advocate, um, you know, I, I'm happy to make the review that we're doing uh, within the ministry public as well. So when we say they're either 
being implemented or have been implemented, does that mean it's, the file's been given to somebody, it's on their desk? I mean, in terms of meaningful action taken on these 26 files, you know, give me a ballpark here. If 100% means all 26 are done and 0% mm-hmm. means nothing happens, somewhere on that spectrum does this fall? Yeah, and I would say, you know, in many cases, there were um, immediate shifts or, for example, training for caseworkers that was implemented or changes to um, the kinship care program, which we have done to make sure that there is better training for kinship care providers, um, recognizing that they are, um, you know, in a unique position as they support kids and families. And so um, we have taken those recommendations and then built out the policies. And then obviously the policy and the training that's needed within the ministry uh, is rolled out from there. Um, One death is too many. I think we agree on that. But I'm wondering, because I'm seeing from a lot of people on text line saying, hey, find out about case numbers. Our case numbers, have they doubled in the last two or three years? I mean, obviously there's going to be a correlation there, unfortunately, but are our case numbers consistent and the deaths still escalating or are the case numbers going up and the deaths correspondingly go up as well? You know, that's kind of what we're looking into right now. At the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we reached out to the public and kind of asked, all of those who would be in in interactions with kids just to keep an eye out um, because all of the typical places that kids were going, whether that was school or community centers, uh, weren't necessarily open at the beginning of the pandemic. So we actually saw uh, a decline in terms of the number of calls that were coming into the ministry, concerns for for young people and children. Um, Those numbers have, you know, typically, as we expected, gone back up. Um, kind of to normal levels. Anytime there is a call uh, of concern, the ministry does look into that. Um, and, you know, we also then undertook the Child and Youth Wellbeing Review, which um, over the last, I guess, probably seven months now, we were out speaking with Albertans, kids, parents, all of those uh, in nonprofits or uh, educators who support kids to hear how are kids doing? Um, what are you seeing during the pandemic? What are some of the struggles that children are having? And what can government uh, do to help? And I think that work is also linked to this as well. Um a lot of discussion around the changing of the high end of the age limit, 24 down to 22. Um, and um, the critic that we just had on saying a lot of people have fallen through the cracks. I've read some responses from you saying more than 90% of them haven't fallen through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the situation with the people age 22 to 24 who no longer qualify for the supports they had? Where have they ended up? Mm-hmm. No one will fall through the cracks. And, and this really this program is really designed to transition young adults who have previously been in child intervention into adulthood whether that's independence or whether that is to more appropriate adult programs and you're right 90 percent of the young adults uh between 21 and 24 that have transitioned off of their agreement since this change was made have successfully transitioned whether that's employment uh or to programs like aish or pdd uh for those young adults who who have disabilities or unique needs or to income support or even to advancing futures. And that's a program that we in Alberta have here that I I don't believe exists anywhere else where we continue to support um, those young adults formerly in care while they pursue post-secondary or additional training. Uh, And we're seeing those enrollment numbers in that program 
um, skyrocket, really. Uh, so also for that smaller group that are not able uh, to transition or their caseworkers are, are saying that, you know, they this is going to be more complex, their, their needs are unique, um, we are going to keep them in this program until we can appropriately connect them with, with the programs that they need. But this really is a transition program and we need to make sure that young adults are transitioning into adulthood with the supports and the skills that they need. Um, bottom line here, uh, as you say, you, you've reached out and you've spoken to a bunch of different people to find out what's going on. It seems to me this is a fairly urgent and pressing situation with mm-hmm. four deaths this month alone. Can you can you tell our listeners, can you tell Albertans that work is being done right now to try and, and stem what's going on? Yes, absolutely. And so the, the review that I asked the ministry to undertake, that, that is already underway. Um, they are looking into each and every one of these cases. And, and I think it's important to remember that each and every one of these cases is a child or a young adult. Um, who had, you know, in, in some cases, um, a very difficult circumstances. And so we need to look into each and every one of those cases. I need to make sure that our policies and our, our legislation is, is correctly or adequately, you know, in place to support these young people. And then secondly, I need to make sure that those policies um, are being followed. Uh, by caseworkers in in every single case. And so this is really where, you know, a lot of good work has happened. Um, $53 million in in additional funding to enhance mental health and addiction programs was provided this year, and that's during and after the pandemic. We have the Child and Youth Wellbeing Review Panel. We are improving kinship care program, and I think it's positive to see kinship care, which is, you know, family or community-based care for these vulnerable uh, young people as opposed to necessarily foster care. It's, it's outpacing foster care, and that's a good thing. Uh, again, advancing futures to support young people who are accessing post-secondary or training. Um, but, you know, absolutely, we are looking into this right now. We do, as you, as you mentioned, need to see, um, you know, what's, what's actually happened here before we make those decisions. But we're going to do this in a transparent way, and it's something that we take incredibly seriously. Minister, I can't thank you enough for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. That is Rebecca Schultz, who is Minister of Children's Services and MLA for Calgary Shaw. And uh, as you heard, um, work is being done. Um, let's hope it's being done quickly enough and effectively enough. That's the issue. Um, children and young people dying is not a good look for anybody. It's tragic. It's heartbreaking. And I think we can all agree that uh, we can rally around this and uh, get to work.